On the February 21st episode of the podcast, Tyler, Jared, and our special guest Tyrell continue the conversation about suspensions. This time, talking about another crazy slash to the head. We break down the Bruins-Sharks game from Monday night. From controversial goal calls to legend scoring hat-tricks, this game seemed to have a little bit of everything. Next up, we chat about some of the unreal stretches teams and players are on throughout the NHL. This includes Kucherov's 100-point milestone and Patrick Kane's unreal 19-game point streak. The Oilers finally opened up some cap room for Sekera by trading Talbot to Philadelphia. We discuss that trade as well as the Gagne acquisition and what this means to the Oilers. Finally, we preview the upcoming trade deadline and the weekend slate of games. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the episode. Just want to give a shout out to Premier Sports. It's located in Marlboro Mall in Calgary, Alberta. Um, They got an NFL sale going on right now from February 8th to 28th. Uh, Jerseys, tees, hoodies, all marked down 25 to 50% off. So check that out. But if you're looking for anything else, they have all kinds of jerseys. NHL, CFL, NFL, MLB, NBA, soccer. But they also got like hats and toques and jackets and flags. They got pucks. They got cutting boards. They got everything you want. So check it out. Again, it's Premier Sports in Marlboro Mall. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. So why not plug in and listen to us, rant about our favorite scenes. We could sit here and talk all day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the February 21st episode of the Bench Boys Podcast. Today with me, I have Jared. Hello, hello. And super conveniently, we have Tyrell. Hello again. Might as well start with the conversation I wanted to have last week, since our friend Gudis decided to keep the suspension train rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Choo-choo. Yeah, Yeah, he uh, took a play out of Malkin's book there and... Firstly, before we get into the length of these suspensions, um, why, why, why is it two weeks in a row, well, like, you know, eight days between the incidents, that guys decide swinging sticks at people's heads is fun? Right. Or acceptable in any way, like, you know, I was talking... You know why they think it's acceptable? Because the league gave Malcolm one goddamn game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, even aside from that, like, as a reputation, as a human being, like, does that not matter? Like, regardless of how many games you get suspended, you're you're taking a stick and swinging it at another player's head. Yeah. You know, like, that, that never registers in most people's brains, or at least I don't think it that does. Is, that is it, never despite, a hockey play. Yeah, right? Like, despite how angry you are, that's... When you're doing that, it becomes a weapon. It's no longer a hockey stick. And it's, I mean, yeah. I, it's mind-boggling. I mean, Gudas has a, a reputation, and so that one's maybe not a surprise. The Malkin one, I mean, you obviously see me chiming in on the comments last time <laughs> uh, when you guys were talking about that. So, I mean, I I can't believe a guy of that caliber would do it. But, yeah, to I mean, have it followed up one week later is, uh, I can't believe it. Yeah, a little bit mind-boggling. Yeah. Like, uh, 
Gudis is... I don't know. It's hard to... For me, it's hard to decide which one's worse. I feel like Gudis got two games because it's Gudis. Yeah. 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 Well, and previous suspensions, right? History yeah. comes into play. Malkin had previous suspensions, too. Within the time frame? I, I just, what's the time frame? 18 months or something like that. Like, uh, uh, and I don't think he I had know, any we were in trying there. to think. I forgot to look he didn't that have, up he, when his last yeah, one was. He doesn't have a previous history within, like, the repeat offender mm. um, to be able to qualify for that, whereas Gudis does. But, I mean, I'm still with you. I mean, it's uh, reputation of, yeah, the all-star versus, you know, plug. Right? plug well, not plug, I guess, but, I mean, he's a half-decent defenseman. But, I mean, the guy's a goon. Yeah, no, it's just, it. it's hard to... I don't know. Again, like it's it's hard to justify which one's worse because, like Malkin's literally just flailing a stick around. Like if he catches him, like we said last week, the damage would have been worse. Slicing yeah. that cheek open. Yeah, right. Gudis, he comes over the top behind him. It's closer to like the Johansson one than it was the Malkin one. I feel like, in but that... it's like full plastic. Like there's no chance yeah. of yeah. cutting Kucherov right. there. If he would have came down like really hard, then you know, could have yeah. legitimately done physical damage, see not kinda, slicing. Yeah, you could tell he kind of let up a bit. I, it almost Halfway looked through. like he was like he was really mad, and he's like, "Oh, I can't do this. This okay. is really stupid." Just, just tap him. <laughs> yeah, like I guess, and it's, it's like it wasn't that bad. But if when you're doing that, when that's the second time you've done that, and the first time it was Perot, also it wasn't Shifley, right? Um, but like that, they reshowed that, and I was like, oh, "That was so brutal." And then. You, you do it again, it's like you're not getting any leeway. No, yeah, no. you don't get the hint, clearly. And, I mean, I'm going to wait. Like, the, the viciousness of the actual the hit was not that bad. Uh, but it's a guy's head. And, and with today's day and age, with concussions and everything, they're taking that seriously and rightfully so. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, why Malkin didn't get longer, you know, is beyond me. And even this one, I mean, I'm, I guess two games – yeah, I mean, it's not a very vicious swing. See, but the headshots, I'm surprised that they're not trying to crack down on this more, being what's going on right now. True. Like, I don't know. I find, I maybe it's because of recency bias and, like, the Malcolm one, but I, I to me, Gudis's feels okay. Yeah, I agree. But Malkin's was just like, man, that's, you got to take the, oh, man, you didn't get hurt aspect out of it. Yeah. I can say that a million times. Yeah, it's just, we kind of were just talking about that. Right? Like, it's. I don't know. I, I just, but again, if you're in the NHL, right, the, you suspend players to deter players. Yeah. This was eight days. Yeah. Didn't deter <laughs> shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. No. I don't know. I always <laughs> feel like Gudis has got half a brain anyway. So. Oh, hundred percent. He probably didn't even realize it happened earlier in the week. <laughs> like you said, halfway through the incident, he's like, "Oh no, yeah. <laughs> don't do this again." <laughs> They're definitely calling me up <laughs> here for this one. Yeah. But yeah. like again, he gets two minutes for that. Two yeah. Two minutes, which is play. which is fair, sort of. I mean, if. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was just a high stick. There was no. Yeah, blood. I mean, but. It's... Malkins is a, a match, a match. Yeah. and if you're looking at the Gudis one, uh, well, how how was that not a match? His was more deliberate. I would well, like I, mean, I don't like, know I don't know deliberate, but so I don't know if the refs actually clearly saw the yeah, Gudis one. That, like that, they, they kind of called the penalty because they knew that there was something going on, and it was Gudis, and they're like, yeah. oh, we can get away with one calling of, something, yeah. right? And it's, then it's yeah. one of those where it's uh, most times when you come from. 
top to bottom with a stick, vertical. It's not an accident. Yeah. The only thing you're trying to do is hurt him. Yeah. That's there's no other injury. reason That's to match. do that. That's you can clearly match, tell. Yeah. I mean, he's initially tangled up. That's fine, right? And then he's mad, and you can see because he's oh. initially swinging, and then exactly he lets up. But you know, he, he realizes what he's doing, and he tries to let up. But I mean, his initial thought is, "I'm mad. I want to hurt you." You're getting a stick in the head, right? <laughs> and he's lucky that he did let up a bit, and he didn't completely get him and yeah. knock Which him out or whatever, right? I but, think is part of another part of why I think it, the two games is fine. Yeah, but again, going back to the Malcolm one, it's just like where Mal- they yeah, come up. Malcolm should have got two games to you. at least. And I remember we were talking about that. And we were like, I feel like that was worth two games. I don't know. I, I again, like, I don't think you deter anyone from not doing like not doing that with two games. What the hell? Oh man, you miss four days of hockey. Yeah. Poor you. Yeah. But, it's one of those. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I remember Brian Burke kind of talking a little bit one time when he was Department of Player Safety. Like, you want to be a deterrent, but you can't. You can't take people like can't take them out of their livelihood, right? I mean, to an extent, I guess. Like it's still uh, they're doing that themselves, right? Like, yeah. I mean, if they're going out there and hurting players, I mean, I'm right. Like, you can't you can't look at the player who just committed a crime, if you want to call it that, if you compare it to life, and go, oh, well, yeah, but we don't, don't want to ruin their life. They did it to themselves. Yeah, but then they're battling the whole PA. Oh right. yeah, but and then it's... you know what the other problem with that? This is the other argument that I've heard a million times. The NHLPA supports the victim too. <laughs> the victim is part of the NHLPA too. Yeah, yeah. So that's a garbage ass excuse too, <laughs> right? Like well, the NHLPA yeah. is on both sides of this argument. No, I agree, but I mean, because but because of that, they've they've got to protect both interests. But to be but to be honest, right? Guy goes and this is obviously not what we're dealing with, but like. Tom Wilson chicken wings a guy knocks him out for yeah. three, four, ten weeks because of yeah. concussion, but Tom Wilson gets a five game suspension. Who just lost worse? If you want to go from the NHLPA side, yeah, of it's the oh, victim. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, yeah, the guy's getting the difference is the guy that's injured is getting paid. Yeah, right. Like he's, yeah, like he's <laughs> well, not playing, but he's getting paid. But if you're gonna, if the guy you're gonna... that like as far as like losing his entire ability, and when you start doing that, I mean, he's he made a. I mean, he's making dumb decisions, but I mean, you start affecting a lot more than potentially just even that guy. I mean, he's got the family and this and that. I mean, I get it. It's the same thing when they went back to the top. I mean, you want to go way back, right? Top of Tuesday more, right? I mean, that guy, I mean, he ended the guy's career. Yeah. So now he doesn't even have a chance of getting paid. That's what I injury, mean, right? You know, like loss. And so. If, if the problem is, is the victim did nothing. He doesn't deserve to lose pay. So that's why he gets paid. The guy who did it. I don't know. I just find it hard for the NHLPA to necessarily argue on behalf of the guy that did it. He yeah. hurt his fellow player. He hurt his fellow colleague in the same union. Yeah. But in this case, he didn't. So well, yeah. well no, no, yeah. But I'm saying right, like so. But the, when people bring up like the NHLPA, like NHL versus the NHLPA argument on suspensions and like going too long. But in this case, there was the guy wasn't injured, so no. the NHLPA isn't really no. having to defend. You know the victim in this case, and so they're defending all of them. Saying, I mean, that would be their argument. Is, oh, I. How do you take this guy out, or you know, cut his pay, or whatever? And yeah, I, mean, I fully. Malkin's just fine. I mean, maybe oh, yeah. got two games, three games. It's not like he's <laughs> going to bed crying tonight. But yeah, I fully, I fully agree with 
uh, like the non-injury ones, it's harder to go like you know heavy on. But at the same time, we've been saying it for a while, right? Like why why the NHL doesn't lean towards the heavy-handedness of a suspension versus the light-handedness of a suspension is crazy to me. Yeah, just because it. I don't know. For, like when I was a kid, I don't remember nearly this many suspensions. No, oh, they're definitely yeah. now. Not. Maybe that was because I was a kid, but it seems like over the last it was, well, it was know, the old five school, seven years, I, there was way less things that were suspendable, especially yeah, hits to the head. Fair. Right? Maybe big maybe one, that right? was part of it, but it's just when you have a rule book and you just have like it's suspension after suspension after suspension, but yet. For some reason, nobody seems to get it. Yeah, I, I think it goes back to the old, old adage of you take care of things on the ice, right? Like, for so long, like, how how long has there been a slashing rule? And until last year or two years ago when, you know, Johnny Goudreau gets 16 slashes in one game, breaks his fingers. Sidney Crosby slashes Mathot's finger in two pieces. <laughs> right, then they're finally like... Okay, I guess we can't like really, you know, like have a penalty and just keep brushing it under the yeah, rug, yeah. you know. Like they've had a lot of penalties that they have not called for a long time. But again, but that's 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 exactly proving my point though is what do you do to get players to stop doing that? Enforce it harder. That means suspend harder too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it. The, yeah. Like the, the Malkin slashing... one. The Malkin one. I agree. I mean, yeah. Like the just because there's no. There's no way you can justify that one. I guess the one that is tougher to give big suspensions on are a guy hits to the head, right? Not Especially if it's not intentional. The Wilson one, the chicken wing is a guy. I mean, that's a little different. But a guy goes in, hits him hard, gets him high. Hypothetically. Doesn't mean to, but all of a sudden he gets 40 games. That guy's never well, going to want to go hit a guy again. Hy- and all of a sudden hitting's out of the game. Hypothetically, the Caudry hit on two, Monday or Tuesday, right. like in the St. Louis game, right? Clean hit. I like Leaf saying I don't think it was dirty at all. Yeah. But hypothetically, that shoulder on face and suspension, blah blah blah. Like I get what you're yeah. saying, right? Like, all of a sudden that guy's like, Well now how do I but hit? But at the, the same time, I'm not know? saying that's gotta be forty games like that. But it, it's like why is it like why is a guy concussed? He's going to miss a week. Man, right? Guy's least. concussed, he's going to miss a week, guy gets a one or two game suspension. Why can't he sit a week? Why like in stuff like, like that? Because like I said guys will stop hitting. That's, you'll take it's already you'll happening. Take, well, then if you want to continue out and have it out entirely, then that's what's going to happen. But that's but that's what I mean, right? Like it's it's plenty. Like there is plenty of hits in this game still. That, I completely disagree. No, no, no. I'm saying let me finish. Like there's plenty of hits in this game where you're like, wow, he just crushed that guy, and it was clean as hell. But it's the ones like even the McNabb one in the Leafs versus Vegas game, where he just comes in and just throws his knee into Janssen. But how many mm-hmm. games are boring as hell to watch? Oh, one hundred during the regular season right now. One hundred way more than that, there used to be. Like uh, there's still some no, exciting games. You get a Nashville Jets game, absolutely two important teams. But there's so many unimportant games because it's just guys are no longer invested. Yeah, they don't but care I, anymore. I it's like oh, I'm going to dipsy doodle if my team sucks. The team sucks, and like it's it, there's some soft, slow, boring games out there. Yeah, but claiming more than before, I don't agree with. Because man, hockey <laughs> in the '90s compared to now was awful. Wow, the slow true. dragon and stuff like that. But I mean, guys but, were at least in bed. Like there was at least intensity. People cared. Yeah, but there was also teams that were fucking hot garbage. 
The Hartford wow, Whalers yeah, were hot the, garbage. There's a lot right? of teams that are hot garbage. That's what I mean. Like that. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like <laughs> saying that there's way more bad hockey. I don't know if I agree. With no, that. I'm not bad hockey. I'm saying guys that are invested in intense and and care about being in the game. Right. And hit and having that intensity and having that hitting. If you keep suspending guys over the top or even in general for just doing what they're told to do, they're going to stop doing it. That's not what I have an issue with in suspensions. It's the legit shit that should not happen in games, and then they get a slap on the wrist. Yeah, that's what pisses stuff. me off. Malkin, like I said, there's no you can't justify what Malkin did. Yeah, and even he, he did little, at the end of the oh. game, and that's why I covered last night. That was hilarious. He's like, I know it was dirty, but I missed. Yeah. <laughs> if the guy's admitting matter. that he was, you know, right. a dirty play, I mean, I was I was shocked with one game. Yeah. So I mean, we'll go from that to. The speaking of being shocked, I think all of us were uh, hoping we we're going to be shocked uh, the other <laughs> night there after Boston uh, San Jose game. I mean, that was, I mean, I that night there was a couple of crazies, right? Like the 8 7 Chicago game yeah, with geez. Ottawa, yeah. where goalies Eagles. forgot how to stop pucks. <laughs> yeah, back to the 80s. The starting goalies didn't make it out of like 11 minutes of the first period, <laughs> nine goals in one period, and then yeah, you five, go. Four. All the way west, and you have San Jose and Boston going to overtime, 5-4. Joe Thornton with the Hattie. Yeah. First, like, Goals what, that should three count. Years. Goals that shouldn't count. Yeah, like, karma coming. Like, <laughs> Boston losing a goal. Boston getting a goal. that Like, Boston losing a goal for no reason. Getting a goal for what should have been no goal. Yeah. Making that even. Just that whole game. It was, yeah. it was For crazy. those that haven't watched those highlights... It was, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, that is a hell. Like, even the goals were like highlight real goals. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, and to see these weird plays too. Oh yeah, right. Like the high <sighs> stick play. The high stick play. So so weird. It was frustrating, really frustrating listening to commentary, whether it be on the radio or on yeah the game itself. That is not a reviewable play. No, it's not it's that not. they. It's not that they reviewed it in the in exactly. the NHL command center and were like, "Oh no, it wasn't a high stick." That was a high stick, one hundred percent. But high Can't, stick plays matter. in game are not reviewable. It's yeah. only on a play where the puck goes in the net, and because he touched the puck before it went in, that negates the review process. Yep. And honestly, I couldn't. It, I found it hard to blame the ref totally for that too because. But how Probably, does? I'm pretty sure he's behind, in the left corner, right? Yeah, he's behind the guy. You know, there's four of them that can call that, right? And like he barely touches it too, so it's kind of hard. And it doesn't really like he, he tips know. it. That's, I don't know. I think he touched it plenty. The fact that a linesman didn't call that to me is brutal. Yeah, it it's still well, it's for sure. Because to me, to me, it wasn't close. To me, you could because again, same thing. That puck, it's not crossbar. That is shoulders at yeah. that point because yeah, the that NHL was... is fucked up and that's the way it is. But during play, high sticking is your shoulders. Yeah. Going in the net, it's crossbar. Problem is, is he's standing straight up and you can see his stick is up. Yeah. And he touches the puck. High stick. Yeah. Guaranteed, it right? Yeah. It should have been done. So it's just, I don't know. It's to me, that's an easy one for a linesman. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, but well, it, the part about both of them is they both seem pretty obvious. Even the first goal that wasn't allowed. I mean, that you could see white paint. 
I don't know. Uh, See that one on the edge. It goes back to the whole oh four right. Yeah, but the angle, the but camera, that, the blah thing, blah blah. Like then change the rule of the white paint. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, the only time I personally saw white was from the camera view in the net. Yeah, that's not above the net. That's not um, any the one above it. The one from above, I saw it was red. I never saw white paint in between that puck. I don't know. Personally, it's pretty darn dude. Yeah. There was a goal. There was a goal last year where you could like, from the crossbar camera, it was an Edmonton Oilers game. Yeah, there was that. legitimately white paint, and they claimed, well, it could have been because the light was bleeding a different way. But it's like, holy guys, if you're gonna go down that and degree, oh, I, I don't personally to me, from the like overhead camera, that wasn't a goal. It was close. It was really close. Yeah. Either way. Boston got one taken away and they got one given back. Yeah. Yeah. So it worked up karma. And I guess that's, and I mean, not to get too far out of talk, but I mean, that kind of comes back to my whole thing and why I'm so frustrated why you have video review during the regular season. Because stuff like that in the regular season works yeah, but out. See, in the playoffs a- where it matters, it's fine. But the regular season, 82 games. Shit works itself out. You're slowing down the game. But that's the slippery You're, slope, though. You got gray area calls being made uh, left, right, and center. It's just a mess. It's just, the the thing with that though is, and I've heard this argument a lot. I don't really like it, but it's like if you if you don't do it in the regular season, why do you do it in the playoffs and vice versa? Like I've heard this argument with the because playoffs matter. Well, that agreed. Like I've I've heard that argument for overtime why do you have uh never ending overtime in the playoffs but you have a shootout in regular season because yeah. they play 82 lives. games yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and right? it's, it's yeah. weekdays and shit like People but at the same time it's these games. the yeah. problem the problem with what you're saying though with don't review stuff in the regular season but review it in the playoffs well now all of a sudden you don't have all these like cases to go back to or like these guys are doing it for the first time in game one of the playoffs. Like, right. It's all that right now. All of a sudden there's no experience. Now all of a sudden you get that. Like, I don't know. Now all of a sudden, but I mean, that's like you just said, right. That's a little flimsy. They don't have experience. I mean, they, it's not going to be any different than what they have now. And they know what they're, I mean, their calls, (sighs) their calls will still be gray in the playoffs. Oh yeah. No doubt about like, that's not going to change, but at least they could justify it at the point. Like in the regular season, they can, they can still justify their calls, but it just, it slows it down for a point that, even if they're correct, I just don't think it's necessary because I think that over 82 games, things work themselves out. Like I don't good know, but teams then once you make the playoffs, shitty teams miss, yeah, regardless but what happens... of whether a goalie is interfered with one game back in October. Yeah, but what happens when that's the last game of the season and that's your ticket to the playoffs? Yeah, then that, you should have won and got in, you know, and got what, points elsewhere. I don't know. You know? What I, like it's, I feel like you still have to review. What that. if eight days before that there was a one play that could have been challenged where you would have got the goal and won the game? And it's just, it's you, you live might with as it well, because you know it's eighty two games. And that's yeah, where but it's you might go. you might as well just do it all year. Because I again, if you go back to that too, I don't think the you're slowing down regular season games versus you're slowing down playoff games. I'd rather not slow down a playoff game because if they don't review. If you if you only if you don't review eighty two games of the year, and then all of a sudden you have this super pressure packed game and you're reviewing for like the first or second time of the year, that is going to be a long ass review because there's a lot of pressure on that call. Yeah, and now it's a playoff game and now you're just taking out ten minutes of a playoff game. Yeah, I guess the, the reason why, or part of the reason why it would be different for me in overtime or uh, sorry uh, playoffs for the regular season for that is in the playoffs. 
yeah, I don't want momentum to be killed. I agree. I want it to be quick, but in the regular season, it's more about the fan experience and i find the game like it it kills the viewing experience regardless of whether it kills momentum for that team i just find it is difficult to sit there for 10 minutes and then have them make this absurd oh, call that is nothing I've, close to what it should be anyways i for sure agree be like being in the building your team scores and all of a sudden oh they're talking to the guy at the bench talking to the coach at the other team's bench oh they're reviewing it you're just like it's all of a sudden going from Holy shit, we scored. Fuck yeah. To, uh, oh, oh, we, oh, it did count. Sweet. But see, yeah. who are you more mad at now? Like, it, like genuinely, if you think about it, are you more mad at when the ref, before we had video review and the ref made, completely missed call? It's like, are you kidding me? Like, it was blatant. We can see because we are able to watch the you know TV and say, wow, they missed that offside. They should have got it. So like, but you, because no, it's no, live. We don't, we don't even have to go crazy far. Right? Versus... We, are you kidding me? They had video review and they still got that. No, wrong? but we don't have to go far. Let's go back to the game we're talking about. Goal one or goal two? Which one were you better? What? Well, which one were you happier with? The high stick goal that counted, or the goal that you think went in that I don't think went in? They reviewed one. They didn't. They couldn't review the other. So yeah. you tell me. Like it's literally your. You literally just asked a question. This is your. Your. You have the sample right in front of you. Happened less than a week ago. It's true. That's right. Like this is this is the issue. It, it's it's <laughs> and such, it's not simple. It's no, such yeah. an imperfect. I mean, yeah, system. it's a good point. I that's, mean, I sit here and, and think about it. I mean, and you, you got to genuinely think, right? You know, right. Like, that, that's it. That's the problem. This air, it's so gray. Yeah, it's so gray. There's no simple. Like we all know, we love hockey because hockey is not easy. Refereeing this game, calling these close plays is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I guess and that's but the thing I, is, I would be fine. Like overall, that fifth goal for Boston, I'm fine with that happening throughout the regular season because yeah, it happened. I, I would be mad that the refs missed it. Shit happens versus the goaltender interference or that video replay. It's like, are you kidding me? We see it, and in that one I agree. Like that one's pretty close. But like you're sitting there, and like we talk about some of these goals. Like I can see white, and your call is back. That to me makes me far angrier. Oh. Than a ref making a human error. Yeah. In so a game. then my thought, and it's a lot of people's thoughts. Fuck the playoff review. Fuck the regular. Just don't review shit. I don't wow. think you can pick and choose which games. I don't mm-hmm. think you can. I think it's none or all. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. That's that's I think where it should go. Yeah. And I, I for me I can separate because I guess for me the playoffs matter that much more. And I think you have eighty two games. To roll the dice, your law of averages are going to work out. You're going to get your bumps one way or another. Some, And maybe it even works it out over years. Maybe one year you get all the bumps and the next year you get all the you know good graces. But, one again, the good teams, I find, make it to the playoffs. The bad teams don't. And once you're in the playoffs, then, yes, it matters. You should know if that goal counts or not. If they can find a way to... Call it properly, which I don't know if they ever will. That's the thing, right? It's, I don't. I offsides at least has got a lot more cleaned up now that with the penalty rule. I think they're yeah. a lot less of them. The interference one is still man. Interference is just a mess. So let's. I guess. Yeah. I, it was a. And that's a guess. It. Yeah. The inter, goaltender interference was a mess. Regardless of like. Yeah. Video review hasn't solved 
goaltender interference yeah. issues in my no, mind. It it's made it worse, probably. And, and, so. and even in playoffs in that mind, like I would take the goaltender, like just. I think that review needs to go. Yeah, yeah. God, I, like I, is... I don't like the goalie interference challenges at all, and yeah. I I actually kind of like the offside challenge now because purely because if you do it. You get screwed, and usually it's pretty black and white. Yeah. Now, said one I don't um, mind as much. I just want them to actually change the rule as far as where their skate is allowed to be. It can be 10 feet in the air for all I care as long as it's behind that blue line. Like, yeah. I guess it's – the And the, almost – and more so because it's so hard to get a good angle. Just take it out, not worry about the angle. Yeah. He's behind it or he's not. Like, whether his skate is up or not did not – determine whether or not that puck went in no and it, it had didn't no and it, bearing and it gave him no extra edge right for being honest doesn't matter if he had a breakaway it doesn't matter like but then you know then like and luckily this one doesn't happen very often but then you know the next one's gonna be oh did he have control when he went over the line backwards <laughs> right oh yeah oh yeah. my god <laughs> right so yeah. but anyway let's might as well finish this san jose game right yeah. so then after well yeah, the guess, reason we're all talking right about well, this game even <laughs> before that before that <laughs> but well, before overtime, we have Joe Thornton for the first time in three years scoring himself a hattie. Three what a beauty! First time in I thought eight years. It was eight. Twenty ten. Yeah, that's nine years. Yeah, eight years. Eight years. Insane. I love Insane. it. And dude, I love him. If you think Ovi was the happiest person to win the Stanley Cup, Joe Thornton was the happiest <sighs> person to score a hat trick. Right? Yeah, he was. He was just elated, chilling on the bench, just and loving for, it. For those that are blissfully unaware of what happened earlier this season. La, no. Was, uh, it, was it last year? No, it was Hurdle's rookie year. Oh, right. So I think it was about three or four years ago now. Um, yeah, it's actually probably. He scored four. Yeah. Same, he was same rookie year as Monaghan, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's quite so. a while ago then. It has been it quite a while ago now, so yeah. it might be five um, years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah okay. But he scored four. And they were asking him about his celebration and stuff. And yeah, post game media. Post game, and Joe all. Thornton comes over and says, "If I scored four goals, oh, yeah. I would whip my cock out. <laughs> be fucking stroking it. Yeah, be fucking stroking it." <laughs> so oh, the media, like the fact, the what blew me away was the fact that like media personalities <laughs> were tweeting about that and hoping for it to happen. Absolutely. Well, like nobody was brushing that under the rug. It was everywhere, and he almost got it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I got that notification that Joe Thornton got a hat trick on my phone, and I immediately turned to that game, and I was cheering the rest of that game. Man, could you imagine Joe for four? Like, obviously, he wouldn't have, but yeah. yeah. But just the fact that he would have had to then wonder, do something. He would have had to come up yeah. with something. I wonder. To at yeah. Least address. I wonder if he remembers making that comment. Oh, he's got it. I probably he's probably got the hattie, and it all came rushing back to him. He's like, "Oh shit!" If he yeah. didn't, you know his teammates sure as hell did, and they yeah. were uh, reminding him all the rest of the game, trying yeah. to set him up. For oh it. yeah, <laughs> I need so to see crazy. this show. Yeah. And then because of like you said, the fifth goal by the Bruins, game goes to overtime, and then in overtime, oh, yeah. Net gets knocked off by Tukarask. For some reason, the ref yelled. So okay. For, for people that don't know the rule, yeah, cool. if the defensive team, so Boston in this case, has possession, full possession of the puck when the net comes off, the referees don't need to blow it down. It's kind of like a penalty because choice, San Jose yeah. can't score until they touch the puck, so that net is not a problem until San Jose touches the puck. So Boston goes down the ice. As they're going down the ice, the ref decides to yell at Tukarask to put the net on. 
Because that's going to happen in overtime. Right. He's like, yeah. No. Go, uh, <laughs> I'll think about how it. it works. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah, think yeah, about okay. it, Stripes. So then they go down. San Jose turns the puck over. Refs forget about the net being off because obviously you assume Tuka Rask put it on. And they blow it to play down while San Jose is on a 2 on o. After Tuka Rask just leaves the net. <laughs> oh, my God. Like... If the refs do their job properly and remember the net's off and blow it down the moment San Jose touches the puck, nobody's the wiser. Right. Because yeah. nobody knows it's a it's, 2-1-0 they're yet. They're still in their own defensive zone. Yep. Nobody yeah. knows it's a 2-1-0. Nothing. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you need to do that. But because they time, forgot, <laughs> now all of a sudden it's a huge thing. San Jose lost a 2-1-0 in overtime. And then they lose. And then they lose the game. Oh, this game That's had rough. everything. Every, so yeah, much it controversy. Was, Wild, I yeah, absolutely. I surprise, start to finish. Surprised someone didn't get high sticked or something. Though. Yeah, <laughs> surprised that Gudis didn't show Smack up. Smack some game. teeth out. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have to back with Gudis. Did you guys hear the Philly commentator or the broadcaster? Oh God, no. <laughs> it, I don't know if I want oh, to. It was, it, was it uh, Jack Edwards esque? I don't remember who it was, but I mean, it was painful because he starts out and the play he's calling it real time, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Gudis, he kind of." I think he must have just kind of got tangled up and, and got the guy there. And then and then he was watching afterwards, and he's he kind of watches the first time, and you can tell he's still trying to justify his initial comment of saying it was clean, but he's realizing that oh, it is not shit. clean at all. And he's so he's trying to find a way to, like, he's like, I think he will, like, maybe sort of, no, that's not very good at all. <laughs> yeah. Finally admits oh. defeat afterwards. He's like, that's you know what? I'm not a ref. Man, can <laughs> it oh, was priceless. I wish that would have been a Boston Bruins <laughs> game because Jack Edwards would have made that clean somehow. <laughs> yeah, Jack right, Edwards yeah. would have found a way to be like, "Oh, Kucherov totally deserved that." <laughs> he puts his head into the stick. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it was just funny though. He just, anybody, he just. Oh no, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm wrong. Yeah. So anyway, back to the Bruins. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, let might as well get into the Bruins. Panarin gets hurt. Oh, man. They might really need to make a move. Uh, not Panarin. Uh, uh, or, sorry, Pasternak. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a problem when they're if they, if become, they get on the same oh, team. Ugh. I struggled with that last week, too. Yeah. Pasternak gets hurt. Oh, man. They might really need to make a move, like, today. Uh, Yeah, no, just kidding. We're going to win seven in a row. Yeah, it's fine. Right? Without, like, arguably the best player on their team. Can you guys frig off? Yeah, go up to second in the like, division. Yep, yep. Same as last year, mid-January. Yeah, we're not going to lose anymore. No, yeah. We're going to go on a tear, catch up to the lightning, see what happens. That Krejci line was what on fire in that uh, game. Yeah. With DeBrusque on there now and Kuhlman yeah. or whatever. It's a pretty decent second line, which you wouldn't have thought would be. Well, they weren't for a while. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know where they're one of these teams that – yeah, like it seems like sometimes their depth goes cold. I mean, I guess it's kind of like the Flames in that sense. Like when the top line hasn't been firing, then the, their depth has stepped up. And then, but when mm-hmm. their depth has gone cold, the top line stepped up. But they've kind of, if you can say it, they've kind of quietly just gone about their business. And yeah, moved into second. And oh man, like it's not like they're making big headlines while they're doing it. Nope. Other than the fact that yeah, they lost Pasternak. Well, it helps. Seven it all. helps that they're in the division with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are almost at a hundred points already. Takes uh, the spotlight a little bit off. Yeah, I'm sure. And then <laughs> at the same time, we can't forget St. Louis is going for their twelfth straight win tonight. Yeah, 
Unbelievable. So seven is kind of lame. <laughs> right? Seven. Like, yeah, try a little harder, boss. me? Yeah, you got guys on yeah, going over 20-game point streaks. There's been some good solid win yeah, streaks this year. 100-point right? players. This, yeah. this, is, this season has gone from, uh, I don't know, not – not boring for any by any stretch, but it's gone from just a normal season to like, holy shit! There's a lot of unbelievable things happening. Yeah, right? a lot of things we haven't seen in a long time too. Yeah. Like St. Louis goes from last in the West, one of the greatest climbs. It's going to go down as one of the right? greatest to climbs third, if they make it to third which... in the Central in six weeks with a cushion. With a yeah, cushion. With a pretty right? good like cushion. Comf- sitting comfy. Like, obviously, Six we, points, we, yeah. we've been talking about how brutal the wild card race for the West is. They got past the wild card. They're in a conference spot now. Yeah. Or uh, the division spot now. Yeah. And shows how bad those are. Like, some of these other teams are. But, like, a month and a half ago, the Western Conference, the eight seat seeds were determined. Yeah. It was not even close. Like, there was not even going to be a race for anyone. And now every team is realistically within. I mean, even LA. I mean, they're still a bad team, but they're still only six points out. Oh yeah. Because everyone else is the guys that are in it seem to keep floundering, and then as soon as someone new gets in, well, then that's their turn to be terrible. And <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, as an update for those people thinking St. Louis might get to twelve, Dallas is up three nothing at the moment. Ooh, that's a big game for Dallas. (laughs) So yeah, actually, but it's Dallas, and they could easily let in three goals on three shots. Yeah, yeah, but it is big for them to have a shot. It's still crazy, right? So so that's Boston going nuts. That's St. Louis going nuts. Tampa Bay. I heard the joke. It was kind of funny, and the only race on Tampa Bay was. Was the team going to hit 100 points, or was Kucherov going to hit 100 points? (laughs) Well, that was settled today. We just got the answer. Kucherov got his 100th, scored his 100th point of the season. Yeah. Right? Like, what? 70 assists. Do you realize? And 30 goals. And 30 goals. 70. Do you realize, as a winger, who he's going to pass? No. He He could be the highest assist-getting winger in history. 87 by Yarmer Yager. He's, He's at dude, 70. he might hit 100. I know. He's literally. Uh, I did not yeah. know that. He could get. He could ha- be the highest assist getting winger. Now, like, obviously, there's some centermen that have gotten more yeah. assists. Uh, there's plenty of them. Joe. But, uh, yeah, he's at 96 or something. But like, still, I mean, like that is insane. That's crazy. He's having an unreal year. It, I was sitting there on Monday watching the game, Columbus and Washington, I believe. No, not Washington. Or yeah, Columbus and Tampa. What? <laughs> I was watching it. Kucherov scores two goals on Tampa Bay's five shots in the first. Both breakaways, both really good plays, both really good moves. And I texted my buddies and I said, do you guys see Kucherov dumping on Columbus? That was after two of his five points on five Tampa goals in that game. Yeah. He just, wow. Like, honestly, because you look at the start of the season and it was, he was like, like overshadowed by like, Oh, yeah. By point, of yeah. course, right? And like he kind of, he was still playing, probably, probably still putting up the same amount of points that he always yeah. used to. But like he completely turned this into a different kind of scoring race. Eighteen like, points in the last five games prior to the Philly game last night. I would have put mo- multiple mortgage payments on Connor McDavid leading the league in points this year. Yeah, if he was healthy for the whole season, like he has been. I would have bet a large sum of money on that. Yeah. 
I think most people probably would have. Yeah. And you would have definitely lost a lot of money this year. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, Kucherov could get hurt or something. But yeah. barring injury, there's no way McDavid's going to catch him. Oh, McDavid with, won't, no. Now with the depth points. on that Tampa team and the lack, severe lack of wing depth on the Oilers team. And but, he's and making Tampa nine and a half, just basically. Gross. They're just top to bottom. So good. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. It's kind of, we were kind of talking about that on this weekend when we were out of town talking to some of my buddies and we were kind of just like man when's the last time you've seen a team be this dominant and this like amazingly full from top to bottom like we were going back to like the colorado days sacking forsberg slanny you know korea and then you like the the detroits with like shanahan Fedorov, you know like all those dudes all the russians and It'd have to be not in the cap era, like right, not, like not, no not in the regular season. No one's been this close. They have a plus eighty goal differential. That's that is retarded. Tampa Bay. Like, yeah. What? It is February twenty second, or, or sorry, twenty first. Wow, good reading. They've played sixty one games going into today. They've lost fifteen times. That's, That's it. Crazy. That's it. It's yeah. like a it's like an NBA record right there. Yeah. That's oh, they're they're on pace to yeah beat the. Yeah, NHL record. Which that being said, they're season. almost the Golden State Warriors of the NHL. Like, yeah, I was kind of they're just so that. loaded. Like it's yeah, yeah, it's insane. How you can be that loaded with a salary cap and player structure of the NHL is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's, and it's teams using what they can, right? Like Toronto can pay Austin Matthews, you know, ninety six percent in signing bonus or ninety four percent in signing bonuses. Tampa can, you know. Hey, you don't have to pay much tax. Yeah. But again, like we just said, Boston's on a quiet seven-game winning streak. Guess who else is on a quiet seven-game winning streak? Tampa Bay. (laughs) Of course, right? Just one of their many. It's just quiet (laughs) seven-game winning streaks. It's just normal now. It's just, just, oh, Tampa won again. (laughs) Go figure. Why why do the Leafs have to be good now? (laughs) Yeah, just save it. God damn it. Why couldn't they have been good when the Atlantic was awful? Yeah. You're going to need all your energy to beat that team. 15 points clear. Of the next best team, the Calgary Flames. 15 crazy. points. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to put the banner up now? Right? Prisoners might as well just locked raise up. it up. Right? Like, it's... <laughs> I'm wondering when we're going to see the little X next to their name. Because yeah. it's probably next week. Yeah. But, ah, it's locked it, up. It, it Lose 20 even, games. Mathematically, <laughs> right? It's... It, won't, it won't even be an X. It'll be straight to the Z, which is the President's <laughs> Trophy's locked up. Yeah. yeah. You got yeah. it. Take your uh, It'll be rest three now. days in a row. It'll be like X, Y, Z. Done. <laughs> Just, oh, my God. Three wins in a row, and you got it. <laughs> Which, it'll be interesting to see how... I'll be really curious to see how they utilize some of their players down the stretch. Just being, you know, how last year went. I mean, they had a really good team last year. How they managed their goaltending situation, keeping everyone healthy, rested, heading in with some of these injuries. Do you start resting guys real early? But I mean, you also got guys that yeah are having incredible seasons. I mean, you're balancing. I mean, they should have the offensive firepower to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Run your second, third lines a little bit more. <laughs> Give them a little bit of a break. Yeah. You throw Cooch and Stamkos out yeah, on the power minutes. play. Boom, you're good. They yeah. got yeah. their goal. Yeah, that's fine. Good. <laughs> them, uh, but again, we go to Kucherov, and the only reason Kucherov's even like worried about not winning the f- points. Like the Rocket or whatever. Art Ross, yeah. Or Art Ross. Yeah, Rocket probably too. And, well, <laughs> he might just start pumping in possibly. goals. Possibly. That's true. I mean, he's. I don't know. Ovi's he's got 42. 12 so. points. There are 12 goals ahead of Ovi, but man, it's just. Patrick Kane. 
Chicago. Yeah. Chicago just well like St. Louis. Just in basically the last place in the West. Tied and now, for a playoff spot. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, because Patrick Kane hasn't stopped. Okay. Going on some kind of Patrick crazy. Kane has the record for the longest point streak ever by a player at 26 games. He had 39 points in that 26 games. He has a 19-game point streak right now at 42 points. That's crazy. 42 points. That. That is so insane. 19 games, 42 points. Just It's like 2.1 I don't know, one maybe yeah. game. Like that is absolutely nuts. Yeah. And, yeah, this yeah, absolutely willing this team what to a where 20, they're at. What a 2019 he's having. Oh man, I'm I'm actually so glad cuz you know last year was pretty rough on him and Taves. And like Taves, Taves is having Taves, a rebound year too. I mean, and he, he has been really doing. overshadowed. He's over a point per game player too. I it's mean, been better. definitely not uh, Kane, but he's he's having a way better year. The only thing I wonder is if Kane cannot sustain what he won't sustain his current pace. But if he's not able to sustain what he's doing, can Chicago stop letting goals in <laughs> to keep doing what they're doing? And I don't know if they. What can. do you mean he can't win eight seven? Yeah, or... not uh, not every game. No matter oh. how good Patty Kane is, I don't think you can pull it off every game. That uh, seems unlikely. I don't know what you're talking about. That was a fun game though. I'll watch. I'll take what? a lot of those. Might, <laughs> might not be the strategy in the playoffs. You might want to learn a different one. I think before you get there. What's more surprising to you, the fact that Chicago scored eight, or the fact that Ottawa scored seven? <laughs> <laughs> they can score six. Ottawa can score. I mean, I'm actually not really surprised by either one of those because the goal Ottawa, awful, I'm pretty sure, but... has been told, don't worry about defense. Just go no run, way. have fun, and no play way. as much offense as you can. No way Guy Boucher said that to anyone. Are you kidding me? I think that was the I don't think he wanted to, but I think that, that was what he was told like, to Like, boys, I'm losing my job. Go do whatever you want. Because I don't I don't think that Duchesne puts up these kind of points on a structured team that has to play defense. He's he never done it in his yeah. life. I think the, part of the reason why, not that he isn't a good player, but I think part of the reason that some of these guys are even having the offensive totals that they are is because they play a very loose style. They, they are one of the higher scoring teams, but they also are bleed goals left, right, and oh, center yeah. because there's I'm, no defensive structure. They're not and, playing the one three one. They're not playing Boucher's, says, which I hear you. He's probably on the inside got you know popping ulcers left right and center you know having to let these guys do what they're doing but i just don't know if you have a choice i also i that is a good point though because i i kind of personally thought that the only reason duchan was having a good year was because it was a contract year and i've said that before but right. you, you could be right it could definitely be that and that could have been his problem last year yeah right so may, maybe you're right but it also seems very odd from the Sens' perspective to want that because it's like uh, the more they score this year, the more you're going to have to pay them. Well, yeah. But now that it looks like they're I not I think they were them. trying to please them a little bit too. I mean, I think they would have put up a lot of points. Like Stone was going to put up a lot of points regardless. Yeah. Um, a really good player. But I think they were trying to make these guys happy. I think they knew they were going to be a really bad team. But let's at least be a fun, really bad team. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you're going to lose – Carolina you know, model. 4-1. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I'd rather lose, you know, 5-4-8-7 than 4-1. At least get every the goal game. horn going off. <laughs> totally, right? As players, they're going to feel good. Yeah, they're going to – it might cost them, you know, the team a little more, but they're going to feel better about themselves. And I, I don't know if they ever knew that they were going to have a chance of signing these guys, and so let's pump their numbers, get it up there, and then sell them for value. more. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Well, it, if that's 
legit, then it's it working. is because I thought of it. So it's yeah, also I mean, <laughs> yeah. fair, and it it is just funny that like Ottawa was saying for so long, like, oh, we're we're really trying to get these players signed. Like, we're were you really? And like, how close were Stone and, and uh, Duchesne really? Really? Yeah, I feel like Stone was close. I thought I he would have been too. Ditch, last ditch effort, but I I feel like they were close. I bet you the money was there, but kind of like Carlson, it was the trust and ownership that wasn't. Yeah, and big time. It's tough right? to trust that. Imagine it's kind kind of sort of like what uh, Dowdy's going to go through. Sign a big long deal, and then all of a sudden you're playing this kind of hockey for the next eight years. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. perfect. Who wouldn't want to sign up for that? And it's like, you can't guarantee <clears throat> that the Ottawa well, Senators are going to be good in two years. Give me a fuck. Or break. spend any uh, money ever. Yeah. yeah. That's just it. I mean, Melanie, I and if these guys are out of here, I have no idea how any of these young guys are going to be looking at it any different. You, you're not going to be able to bring in any free agents. You're not going to be like... They're 31st in the league with Duchesne putting up career numbers, Stone putting up normal numbers. And Dezingle playing really well. Probably they, maybe career or two. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They have to kill it on their returns. They have to get players that are going <laughs> to make them good and then hit on their draft picks. And not not to make the trades look good, but just so that they are not dead last for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they can't be the new Oilers because I don't think mm-hmm. the Ottawa Senators can handle They that. wouldn't last. No. Like we've said before here, dude. They couldn't sell out when they were in the East Finals. Exactly. No. That'd be Oilers still. I yeah. mean, they're fan. I don't know how they do it. I mean, it's kind of actually. I give it to them. It, they are still crazy enough to <laughs> cheer for those teams. You know, people after the mess of that yeah. management. Has... You lose a few every year with the jerseys on the ice, but yeah. You know, <laughs> overall, they buy they still. They buy them back. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Find a way. <laughs> yeah, they buy them back. I made a mistake. Well, those first overall picks will uh, do that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I heard inspire a, a lot of hope. I heard a pretty good one. <laughs> I wasn't even planning on talking about this today, but I heard it on the way home. Uh, if hypothetically the Oilers win the draft lottery, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> do you think they draft Jack Hughes? Oh yeah. They so they would. have so they have four. Oh yeah, they would. Legit. Of course centers. they would. <laughs> it's the fucking Oilers, man. They're stupid at that. Like it's like when they got Yakupov. It's like, come on, right? dude. What are Let's you? Let's take doing? another young, smaller, skilled ah, winger. Whatever. Bring him on. We'll throw him right in the league too. Just, he yeah. doesn't need any other yeah, shit. The HL. Just then get we'll him in there. Trade him all off for third pairing defenseman. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I heard that one on the way home, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually pretty funny." Oh, they probably yeah, would. That, yeah, that is funny. Yeah, boy, it's uh, it's gonna also, be another long. I also long, heard a good uh, one of Northern um, Alberta. I also heard another good one of what would Colorado want back from Ottawa for Ottawa's first pick. <laughs> would you, actually stone. I heard this, would yeah? But would you would you trade back that first pick for stone? I wouldn't for, go. Not no way. For Colorado, yeah. For stone. where they're at, for where they're at, and getting Stone. If you were, if you knew you were able to sign him for eight years, would you take Stone straight where up. he's at? Ooh, straight up, that's signed. Tough. Straight up signed. Okay, straight up as a rental. Absolutely not. Straight yeah, up yeah, signed. Yeah. That's tough call. Like just, I mean, especially knowing your window. I mean, I, I mean, Jackie, he's probably going to come in. He's going to come in and play. But I mean. They got McKinnon. They need. They need. Well, they also got. Their they could use Zags, but but they could use another not, winger too. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I, that tough. is a tough one. I don't even know. Because, right? like you said, that isn't Hughes guaranteed. 
Yeah, no, no yeah. that's 20% it's of not, views. Right? I don't know. Most Pro- I don't think they were. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I, I, don't, just, I don't think. I heard one that was like, it was like, if you're Colorado, would you take Dezingle, Duchesne, and Stone for the first overall pick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably not, because they'd be like, get that Duchesne guy yeah, out Duchesne, of here. Yeah, no, I don't want yeah. Doucher back. I'll Socket take, won't that, want nothing to do with him. That trade is more valuable with Stone and Dezingle only. <laughs> yeah. yeah take him off. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> go trade him with someone else. Yeah. It's going to be really sap. interesting to see where these guys go, though, now. Oh, I mean, there's been a lot of connections to... Uh, yeah, Nashville champ. We won't go too far into that, I guess. Yeah, we'll get there in a minute. Um, so, I mean, let's move on from. Yeah, players still killing Sens. it. I wanted to talk about Geo. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. points away right now from becoming only the fourth defenseman ever to get sixty points over the age of thirty-five. Hell That's yeah. impressive. It really is. Yeah, my man. Although Lidstrom did it, I think three times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That sounds about right. I don't know. Lidstrom was kind of a bum, so let's yeah. not count that. Yeah, I, whatever, right? It is crazy. And honestly, like, it's not Flames biased in my opinion. He doesn't look like he's 35 plus. No, no way. I feel right? like he's still somehow getting better. And even the style of game too. he plays, yeah. too. Like, he's not just a finesse no. guy. Like, he plays hard. He oh, plays yeah. physical. He does all the things that a lot of these other guys do don't do like you saying that too he doesn't only play that way either so like yeah. if for some reason something goes away like he maybe loses a step hitting wise he can do other things yeah to true. still get by yeah and like if he's, he ain't scoring then yeah right he's shutting so, people down anyway every game so. yeah he's His not a one trick pony that's amazing are unreal in every category he can like literally he can pass his takeaways 50 you know 50 50 takeaways are shooting percent next to none the only guy better defenseman better than giordano in one-on-one battles is dustin bufflin like he takes the puck away from guys one-on-one battles more than anybody yeah and especially even for his size like he's not no he's not six huge. foot six he's not bufflin you know he's just a stocky little solid guy yeah creates yeah. offensive zone chances passes That's, to the slot or the one yeah. thing for sure this is i i say for a fact he has got way better at shooting and stick handling over the years you know like he always had the work ethic and the defensive mind but like his whole offensive game probably i'd say last four years is like whoa way better now i think it's because he is smarter or like he thinks the game so much better than a lot of guys because even like to that point of shooting he uses a 75 flex stick Mm -hmm. most there's hardly any defenseman that uses that stick, but he's not trying to have a big bomb from the point. He's a smarter guy. He reads the play. He, he goes over. around the guy, gets in closer, and wires it top corner. Get the right? puck through is the biggest key. Yeah. Like getting the puck but like through those screens and through the traffic. Getting it on The goalie that. can't see it. It doesn't matter if it's perfectly in the corner or if it's 100 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. And he's one of the best <clears> at that. Yeah, best case they're gonna it's gonna hit him somewhere and then it's gonna fall and yeah, you get a chance at a rebound and yeah yeah he's definitely just kind of evolved to the game he hasn't been willing to just well this is who I was when I came in and so this is who I'm gonna be he's continually uh-huh. changed his game and it's yeah for his age and as a defenseman is very impressive I feel yeah like this year he's got a lot more of an opportunity to be a little bit more offensive too because they got the second pairing who's just been absolutely solid as well with Hamannick and Hannafin. It, it opens up, support. and it gives him a little bit more ease of mind, I think. And, and like you saw, like, in that Islanders game, it was, like, he was flying. The whole team was flying. But, like, 
there's lots of times when like the one shift when he played basically winger for the whole shift he goes down and then he comes back up he's like ah no screw it goes back down yeah makes a bunch of plays happen like you know he's, he's always on it. it yeah he's been so good this year like honestly i'm gonna be very angry if he doesn't win the norris this year if, if everything keeps going the way it is the problem i have with that statement is the fact that the other two guys that are really in they're not true. having bad seasons it, either it's not like true. it's not like he he wouldn't get shafted at like at this point today he's not shafted if he loses it yeah, be shafted, but it would be a lot be off a brand name. It would be a lot off a of brand name. What like where is he? He's at point per game. He's the second overall points, best plus minus. He plays way harder defensive minutes than Burns. He's he's overtaken Riley with where Riley's at right now. I I don't know. Overtaken is a stretch. I think he's pushing past. I I agree. Like it wouldn't be like well. I mean, he got completely screwed out of a you know a trophy but i I, mean, yeah, yeah. I honestly to me that's one two three that you can literally put them any way you want because yeah burns burns is maybe not the hardest minutes but he's still got seven more points than geo yeah right and yeah best defenseman it shouldn't be just on offense but we know it is like it's well it's, it's heavily very weighted. heavy well it depends yeah. well it depends on the year though 65 points in 60 games is pretty because they say it's all yeah. offense but then it's funny Carlson, best offensive season, he didn't win. Yeah. So, but again, that was another one where it was like, you know, they had to finally give it to Dowdy, and yeah. you know, and they got it. And that's so, why I mean, the, that's, the voting is the still... other thing is like right now, like Brent Burns, it's a hard to me. It's a hard sell. It would be. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I don't know. I just that that's, top, that's flames bias for me. That but, yeah, top I'd three. be hurt because I, I'd be hurt because it was Geo, but like I wouldn't. I would see why Burns. Or Mid- one of these other guys could get it, but Mid-February, I personally think that right now Geo would be the guy that deserves it. Mid February, this is the closest I've seen the Norris race. Yeah, it yeah, is. It, is yeah. it would definitely be one of the closest votes. Like I agree with you on that one. It would be for it's me. It would be a close vote. Like I wouldn't be sitting like, there having either one of those guys like a distant second. Right? Because the other thing is, Brent Burns and Mark Giordano are West players. You know the East how always has the bias because there's yeah. just so many people out there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the it's hard zone. to watch Brent Burns in the time zone. The East doesn't watch the West. Yeah, They're it, sleeping. Like yeah. it's easier to watch Geo. It's really hard to watch Burns. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like yeah. it's not easy to watch San Geo Jose, either if you're not San Jose here. game or like the especially games. Yeah, you get like the San Jose thirty for us games. I was gonna say, San Jose games are late here. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Ten thirty there. Yeah. It's like oh okay. like yeah oh I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna watch a San Jose game on a Wednesday night. In Toronto, yeah, right? no thanks. It was crazy when I was li- and when I lived in Toronto. Yeah, like there's no way you're thinking of. Doing I'm that. watching a Leafs game and I'm going to bed. Right, right. Live so in the best time zone. Like <laughs> I think that's gonna help. I mean, John Carlson's right there too. Yeah, he's yeah. at and he didn't get recognized as well as he should have last year. Chris Letang is amazingly healthy still. Wow, right? that's right. Mind so that, like, right, if you look at the top five, just for shit's sake. Brent Burns, 65 points, 60 games. Geo, 58-58. Uh, Riley, 57 points, 59 games. Carlson, 54 points, 59 games. Latang, 52 and 58. That's crazy, crazy, man. That can easily change over the next two months yeah. or month and a half, basically, yeah. right? And it's like, like it's, it's pretty close. It's going to be hard for a guy like Chris Latang to get to Burns' level. Yeah. But I could see Chris Latang. If he stays healthy for the rest of the year, I could see him pushing in the top three. 
Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. He has a really good end it's of the year. It's definitely not over. They, right. So it's that vote has not been decided. That's but as sure. as of right now, the top three to me is Burns, Gio, and Riley. And yeah. that that's who I'd have in the top three as well. Super sweet pat on the back. They're all Canadian. That's amazing. <laughs> um, but it, it, I don't know. It's just it's crazy. And I Burns is so cool. It's <laughs> yeah. As, I, I love Burns too. As a Leafs fan, like I don't know. I, I would. I would never classify Riley as the best defenseman in the league, but at this the start is of the season, an insane season for him. Yeah, and especially yeah. at the start, I was like, okay. And he's actually outscoring the top three too. Yeah, fifteen and, and, goals compared to the thirteen and eleven from Gio and Burns. Yeah, I'm with you. Like defensively, when he's in his own zone, might not be the best, but if you're driving play and not spending time in yeah. your zone. Then that to me that is matters. the NHL defenseman today. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, right? definitely. That's where right? it's going towards for sure. Where the game is being played. And... But the other thing is, Riley's twenty four, Geo's thirty five, Burns is thirty three, and that's mm-hmm. the only reason. Like, and I'll be curious if Geo doesn't win it just because of that. If there isn't a little bit of like guys because it's so close, Geo, you know, Burns has got you know, like if you were sitting there trying to decide as a guy voting, you're saying, See, I I, go how do way. I pick? And Burns. You know, Riley's got a chance. Gio's not coming back, realistically. I mean, but, no one expected him to do old. it this year, but yeah. that's why I'd go. Yeah, I'd go the old way. I like. I'd go. I agree. Like, I don't think he's that. gonna be back here. I well, let's give it to him. That's well, how I plus would. Plus, you're give playing it to Gio. this. I would go well, older, that, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. I would yeah. give it to. Plus, Gio yeah, you're playing this well when you're 35. Like, damn, that's impressive. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, versus a 24-year-old going out there with all that, you know, piss and vinegar. Riley better be back in this top three. Yeah, One at day. some point in his career. I'm I mean, sure. there's lots of guys have really good years that they might not be the best defenseman over their career, but they have the best year that year, yeah. and yeah. that's what it comes down to. So, But, I mean, we'll move on from that and go back, like, go to the actual Flames. Yeah. Right? Like, the Flames are, they finally figured it out again. Got three wins in a row again. It, look, it looked a little bleak. We were talking about that. and What I liked the most was that Bill Peters emphatically said, we're back and they were, yep. you know, like, I guess like as, <laughs> of, as but I, you know, the reason why I say that is, is more so because of a Flays fan, you kind of are waiting for things to just fall apart. Right. Especially after the break there, we've had two years where we have come right. out of breaks and been just garbage started coming out of this one. It's like, Oh gosh. And then here's a guy saying we're back and it's okay. Yeah. We beat pittsburgh but it was close and then arizona is arizona so to declare we're back but then the fact that he said it and the guys went out and said yeah we are and they dominated that game I mean, it was a good game I mean, it was That's intense really islanders were fast especially in that first period but uh i mean I don't we know, dominated man. That game. i i didn't watch the same game you guys watched apparently because the islanders looked awful oh in the first period the I flames thought it was fast. i don't them. i don't think I think that like I'm not saying the shots flame, wise like they weren't put on bench like it was a fast. Game. I'm not like I'm not saying I'm not saying that the Flames were bad. I'm just saying I think the Islanders were bad. Like I think the Islanders get as much credit in that game, being the way it was as the Flames do. Because I don't think the the Islanders came out and played like they should have or they could have. Yeah, definitely not in that second period. Right, like I to me that game was more the Islanders being shitty. Yeah, and. <clears throat> The flame, like in that first period, they could not get the puck out of their end. Like the flames, every single line would go out, have a minute in that ozone. That's what I liked is that all four lines were rolling. It wasn't just one that's feeling good right now. I mean, all four lines contributed in some way or fashion. Yep. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah was, all four lines got goals in that game. Yeah, it was good to see a little shakeup. Put Kachuk uh, on the top line. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, it was a little weird, honestly, watching all three left-handed players break into the zone. It was kind of like, what yeah. the hell are you going to do with this? Like, <laughs> It is weird. One yeah. of you needs to have an opposite shot. But, right. they, I mean, they've kind of made it work in Lindholm. He's, I've been really impressed with that guy. I mean, he's kind of showing that he wasn't just riding Johnny Imani's coattail. I mean, he's been putting up points with his other line. Hell he's yeah. been putting up points with Johnny Money when they weren't putting up points. Like, he's – him and Gio – I don't think it, neither one of those guys have had an off night. Yeah, no. Like you yeah. can't say like, man, that was a bad one. Like you know, it's okay because they're amazing. They, you know, they're allowed to have a bad one. But like, you can't even pick a bad <laughs> game where it's like, whoa, ugh, let's just yeah. put that one in the garbage and forget about it. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. He's going to be a very important piece. Like, and like, I don't know. He might be making a case for Selkie too. Um, I don't know. That's the way he plays the game. I know, he probably he won't problem really with, be in the conversation. Problem with Selkie is Selkie is so much of the name. Like, like you said, the name for the Norris man, right. the Selkie yeah. is what the name too. Yeah, yeah. Cope <clears throat> um, will find a way to get in there, no matter what. Just for yeah, <laughs> we got to give them something. But yeah, that was I think the biggest thing though was in that game for the Flames was you haven't really seen in quite a while. I'd say like you know pushing a month maybe even more that you've actually seen all these lines and everybody actually getting back to just playing with energy. Like we had that big stretch of games where every game was high energy, high pace, high offense. And then it kind of faded away a little bit. We're chasing games a lot more, you know, getting outplayed. And that was, that's how I know we can, the flames can play. And, like, that's what I think we'll get in the playoffs. I think so, too. Or at least find a little bit more of a balance. I mean, you can't – it's very difficult to play at 1,000% all game, every game, right? I mean, it just mentally, physically, mm-hmm. it's difficult for anyone to do. But, yeah, we can more often than not have majority of our guys having a, a good game, then we're going to be a really good team. And it's, like – it's not even every game. It's it's You need those third, fourth lines to show up every once in a while like if johnny monty are struggling you need them to put in some work like Derek ryan and stuff have been doing yeah like you that need line that. can't score two or three points a night right like when they were going okay you don't have to score because johnny's got two monty's got two like but when they are taking a little dip and they're allowed to do that they don't they they can't be yeah. like kutrov <laughs> can't be like patrick kane yeah you can't go 16 games <clears throat> usually but like you know it's good. You you need you need participation from everyone. Elias Lindholm, he might be a ninety point player at under five million dollars a year. Yeah, beautiful. Man, what a draft pick in the fantasy for me. Woo. Yeah, hell no. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's it's a really it, I don't know. It's kind of when you compare to Boston prior to the stretch, Colorado prior to well prior to them kind of faltering the flames didn't really have that same feel as a one nine team, but they had the scoring like one kind mm-hmm. of right. Yeah. But they finally come around to being what you expect them to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the depth is really starting to come through. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine they added stone? Right. I, that's a, <sighs> that would be give up anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Without like giving up a solid roster player aside yeah. from James Neal. 
I said yeah. solid. So yeah, I I'd be more than that. happy. Uh, <laughs> find a way to send that contract hey, back. Uh, Ottawa does need to get to the cap floor. That would be valuable. And you need for some them. veterans, right? right? And I, I would pay extra. Neil would to be send pissed. Neil out, bring Stone in. Right, Neil would be oh, just be. not having a good day. <laughs> Face full of teeth, bucked out. Lower body injury, and then sent oh, to Ottawa. Oh. Yeah. It's <laughs> a shit year right there. After only getting five goals and then signing. After uh, going to the cup final cup. in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. One places. Playing oh. one of the best seasons of your life. Too. Yeah, after losing two cup finals in a row. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Right? Didn't, didn't, well, mate, he still has a chance to be the next Marion Hosa, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did get one with Pittsburgh back in the day, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. <clears throat> And then, uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about the uh, absolute undressing of Carey Price? The other oh, oh, I almost forgot. forgot about that. If yeah. uh, oh, goal of the year, that uh, possibly. There's so I, many. I remember there's so many Brent, nice ones. Brent early on. did uh, send me that text too. But I, as of now, maybe there's a very good. There's a good chance. The I problem need, I, I have with that is when you compare it to last year's goal of the year or a couple goals of the, like. That I remember, Sidney Crosby batting him out of the air. Oh yeah, that's not even close. Oh uh, yeah, like Barkov's is sweet, but it's not even close to Crosby last yeah. year. The fact that he did so it with a guy on him. Oh my god, yeah, he was like and off balance. He didn't just go in and kind of come. Yeah, like he and was, to oh. one of the hottest goalies in the league, right and now. just just owned him. Uh, not not like we're gonna beat this dead horse enough. Not quite as hot as Vasilevsky, almost at 185 minutes of shutout hockey in a row. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Terry Price is having an unreal stretch. Like he oh, yeah. is, he's back. He's yeah. finally back. Oh yeah. Like and <laughs> Barkov, Sasha Barkov decides to go between the legs on a contested breakaway. Uh, and like, I can't even. Beat him. Like, I can't what? even do it that nice. Just by myself on the ODR. I no. can't even do Empty that. Empty net. <laughs> no. And then top it off in case anyone was wondering whether it's a fluke. He goes and does almost the same thing the next night. Yeah. <laughs> Another between the legs. I mean, the the talent of these players is through the roof. And this year, I that is one thing I've really enjoyed seeing the offensive side of the game come through. Yeah. The points come through. The scoring races, like the scoring races again. There's in guys like Point that are on entry level contracts having insane years. You've got. Kane that's coming back out of nowhere, you know, on these crazy point streaks. Like, it's just kind of a – it's fun and exciting again. It's not the same guy doing the same thing. Yeah. It's – yeah. And it's another one of the things, like you said, right, like watching the skill. That's why anybody who goes, oh, it's obviously the goalie equipment. It's like, you're high. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no. Dude, the players have been unreal. I'm sure it's year. been <laughs> a bit of a factor, but – Yeah, but, like, Patrick Kane doesn't score – 42 points no, in 19 because games goalie equipment. because of goalie equipment yeah. yeah right so it's it's this league like the league has been yeah very 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 skilled you can tell like, that they like the skill coaches have an unbelievably way higher impact now yeah and like i'm sure like teams probably focus a lot on skill development now and like high speed skill development. Yeah, it's not just like straight up. Here's an hour and a half practice. We're gonna run through some penalty kill and power play drills. It's, yeah, there's skill. Yeah, out yeah. There. Skill development, but I think the other part of it is 
just the culture change that's ha- happening in hockey where players are starting to be more of themselves. And through that, I think they want to compete against each other. I mean, like, you know, the Matthews Kane, you know, going head to head in a game, kind of, you know, uh, joking around, putting the, you know, arm up to the ear, going battling. Goudreau going on his point streak, you know, and having that insane Kucherov being like, nope, not a chance, you know, McDavid coming up on him, and then he steps it up again. Like, I think some of these guys are kind of enjoying the fact that, like, there's not just Sidney Crosby all the time, or, you know, I mean, there's some other people that kind of have a chance to be in the mix a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of the opposite with the goal scoring still. It's kind of, you know, it's the OV show again. Oh, man. does it? He's got yeah. 42 goals already. 42 like, goals. Jeez, guy's crazy. And I don't blame anyone. I'd be the same one too. It's 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 always trophy. Imagine <laughs> he hits 80 or sorry 60 this year. 18. It, all he's gonna do is get 18 more this year. That's not that out of the question. That doesn't yeah. seem unreasonable. Yeah. Goal game. He did that for a 20 goal or 20 game stretch. He did it already right. this year. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Like. So. I want I want to see that so bad. How many years? What, what who was it last? Was it him Stamp, last? Stamp I thought it was Stamp. Yeah, Stamp. That was like 2010 or something. Third year? Yeah, second or third year? Yeah. Before he just kind of all of a sudden stopped being a goal scorer and turned into a playmaker. I don't know why. <laughs> like, he's still a really good player, but like I don't know why he just can't score. Probably because he's got Kucherov with him. Exactly. True. Uh, yeah. It's like well, I can I can score. He can score. He can score. <laughs> he's that still guy got, can score. Uh, he's <laughs> still got 33 goals this year though. Yeah. Wow, actually, I didn't realize he was up to that high. Yeah, he really he started to take off too, right? It's okay. probably in part due to the 70 assists by Kucherov. Well, yeah, <laughs> somebody's uh, scoring on those 70 assists. Right? So, and three like, players over uh, 70 oh, points. Like, like, yeah, 15 of those, yeah, power play. What so. a crazy team. Yeah, it's crazy. What they do got... they do at the deadline? Do they add? Do they? Who do you they add? Who do you do add? Do need How to do, you do add? anything? I don't uh, want to do anything. Screw off. Right? Too good. You're telling me. <laughs> yeah, like, at least we the Flames don't have to worry yeah. about him. For can a while. you can you improve that team? Like, is there even anyone available that you can? Yeah, I don't know if you want to mess have. with anything too, right? Like, I don't know if you take out a piece, True, like right, a Johnson, like, even right. Like, do you want to trade him no, anymore? No, I don't no. know. Well, no, I think you do want to trade Johnson. Just not Johnson. right now. I think in, that's in the off season. Yeah, 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 yeah draft. Yeah. I think uh, heavy forward, like a fourth line heavy forward. Kind of like I could see an extra little Simmons piece or like Ferland that. Or no, 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 no. They're or they're lower down lower than line. that. Yeah, more like a Boyle type, right? I'm not saying Boyle, but right, okay, <clears throat> like a Boyle type. But that and maybe a defenseman would be a good depth piece if they wanted to. Yeah, their defense is not stacked. If they get an injury, they're screwed. True, that's yeah. right. It's worth it's. I and Hedman's been hitting and plus this year, so yeah, yeah plus right. playoffs. It's pretty common for a D to get injured. Right, like blocking like, a shot or something. Right, like you just said. Right, of all the players on that team that are going absolutely apeshit points wise, Hedman isn't. Yeah, no, he's not having a bad year, but he's not. He's not having a Hedman year. No, yeah. that's true. <clears throat> and he. he Something was off early in the, earlier in the year. I don't know. Yeah, if he's been, I, it's been a he missed a couple of games, or... but it's not like he's, he's only he's missed twenty five. No, to be where he's at. No, yeah. absolutely right. But yeah, so like I could see them doing some. I mean, I don't know. We're on the trade topic. We might as well get to that. Trade deadline is coming up on Monday. It's you know, it's kind of underway already. Yeah, it's, it's yeah getting it, here now. <laughs> apparently everybody's like, ah, screw the here weekend. we go. It's well, usually how it goes. Scratching early. Yeah. Three. Yeah. So. Ottawa, yeah, like, man, I understand. Talk about tipping your hand. Yeah, right. (laughs) I I understand scratching players so they don't get hurt. Like Adam McQuaid got scratched today. Wow, 
Okay. <laughs> Got to make sure I save that seventh round pick I'm going to go for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Um, speaking of a depth forward, I could see Tampa getting a guy like that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right? Not very true. gamble, like very big of a gamble. Yeah. You right? know what you're getting. But yeah. it's worth it, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you sit, like, the, uh, the Jersey-Ottawa game had five regular players scratched, healthy scratched for a trade deadline. Yeah. Duchesne, Stone, wow. Dezingle, uh, I believe Johansson, and I can't think of the fifth guy right now. Someone but, else for Jersey, yeah, they mentioned yeah. it earlier. I can't remember. That's, but, like, that's crazy. Yeah. One game. Is this the NBA? Could you yeah. imagine it's being Thursday. a fan paying yeah. a ticket? I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, at, at the same time. You were paying for a Jersey Ottawa game, so yeah. you're not exactly missing out. I'm sure there's only much. 20 people there anyway. <laughs> it true. might actually be a better game. It's <laughs> probably more Jersey fans Good there point, anyway. Eh? Yeah, some kids that want to prove themselves. <laughs> Boy, just, it's going to be a long two months in Ottawa but, I mean, to get rid of these guys. Right, so we had Edmonton. Oh, actually God, so didn't totally screw themselves in a trade. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. it's just so funny to me because. <laughs> The whole train of this trade is Eberle for Sam Gagne. Eberle, yeah. someone they already had to. Right? Yeah. Oh man. So it just you traded Sam up. Gagne and Eberle for Sam Gagne, <laughs> a worse version of Sam Gagne eight years later. So, so I'd like to preface this by saying this was not the trade I was talking about. Them not screwing themselves over. Right, anything. the goalie yeah. one. Um, but yeah. But it is funny. I laughed at that too. It's that yeah, that just cracked me up. And. Like it's just crazy, but yeah. if you go to the goalie trade, Talbot for Stolarz, getting Talbot or getting Talbot out, getting his money out, mm-hmm. yeah, for Stolarz, getting so basically to me that's Talbot for Stolarz and Secker actually getting your lineup, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's getting it's I think it's more than that because getting your money out, you're only getting your money out for getting Sakara in mm-hmm. because he was a UFA anyway, so like the money out was gonna be out at yeah. the end of this year. Yeah, Stolarz. Potentially could be an RFA if he plays ten more games. So he can only be an RFA if he gets ten more games, and then they have the chance of keeping him. And then you got some little bit of control with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you get Sakara in, and you get a little bit of money if they tr- want to do something Stolarts, at the deadline. Stolarts, I think, would be a decent enough backup for them to sign next year for you know a million dollars, whatever. It's so three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you want to go in with those two goalies next year? Well. I would. Well, what are they going to do? They're not going to. They they can't afford to have a three million dollar backup. Unless, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Gosh. So, dude. like, what are you going to sign? So that's to me. To me, you go with Stolarts because you have to go on cheap. Yeah, I guess you got to. I don't I, like. I honestly don't think Stolarts is that bad. Yeah. No, but you go I from just... goalie graveyard to goalie graveyard though. So it's not like it's not like you're going. Oh man, the system might help Stolarts be better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I just don't. I mean, the, I don't think that con's going to get cost in was no, we. Yes. It's yeah. ludicrous. Like numbers. you can have Stolers as your backup if you've got, if you've signed Bobrovsky in the you know off <laughs> yeah. season as your starter. But man, like, I've watched Koskinen and him like going in, and be like, oh yeah, we're better now. <laughs> I've watched so many game like replays of Koskinen since that deal, and it's just like, man, Koskinen makes some really rookie mistakes in his style and his techniques. Yeah, that. I don't know what the others are watching. bite them in their ass. I don't know what the others are watching. If you could look at a guy and go, man, he's really got, like, the details down, then, okay, sure, maybe he's not stopping. Maybe the pucks aren't hitting him. Sometimes it happens. Hmm. But from what I've seen since the deal got signed, it's just like, no, that's not a $4.5 million guy. And you signed the deal, and, I mean, I get you needed to 
showcase Talbot to get him on there, but you sign him and then you don't play him? Yeah. Like, you're what te- are you thinking? Are you serious that you really had to showcase Talbot to trade him yeah, to Philly? Everybody knows right? what Talbot Stolar, is. Like, you had to showcase Talbot for that trade? Are you sure? Are you shitting me? I well, I think that's what they thought. I don't know why else <laughs> you're playing them. You know who the hell knows? Their thought processes he's... are always so freaked up. It's like, what are you thinking right now? Yeah, um, it's. I, I but, honestly don't know. But I do think that that trade was actually good for yeah. them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, oh, I, really I, I think it was a fine trade, and I think the Gagne Spooner are. Ah, Gosh, it's just I so. Fu- I just find that hilarious. It's just it's probably just try a another move. guy, I guess, to put in there. It's just so yeah. funny how many guys can cycle through this freaking lineup this year. Like, oh, let's bring you in. Ah, you're not working. You're on waivers. Ah, you're traded now. Yeah. Like, oh, you got you. Ah, no waivers. Like Spoon- <laughs> Spooner for Gagne, it's not that bad. Yeah, that's fine. Gagne's been playing okay. Yeah. And I, just- I don't know. I guess the one thing that I kind of find. I guess a little bit enlightening through this entire process of Edmonton having Connor McDavid and having all of these wingers not be able to produce is for me, I mean, now McDavid, he's had some shitty wingers, but it shows me that he might be better than Crosby individually, but Crosby is still far better at making other players better than McDavid is at making other players better. I agree. Because I mean, yeah, he's had some bad wingers, but like, Somebody like if you're that good, you should be able to play with somebody. Sidney Crosby also, had bad wingers too for was, a lot I, of years. Also, though, you didn't see that as much initially with Crosby. I don't think. I think that takes time as fair, well. Fair. But I I would agree though. He's yeah, I, in my true, opinion. I, I don't yeah, even know. Go back to when he was younger, for me, but... it's hard to put McDavid as better than Crosby. Still, Chris Kunitz wasn't a rock star. Jake Gensel's not a like wasn't. A rock star when he first started lighting up with yeah. Crosby stuff like that, right? Like nobody was. Oh yeah, you look at like the Dupuis, last five. I was gonna say Dupuis was yeah. not right? a rock star, like third line at best. Yeah, for but sure. But he could play with Crosby. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Why can't the Oilers find a guy like that? And part yeah. of it is I think because of the styles they play. Like McDavid is just too fast for most guys, oh, especially yeah. these guys. I don't think they can think the way that yeah. McDavid is even moving, let alone the way that McDavid is thinking. Uh, you know, so I think that needs like an Athanasiu or something yeah, to get right. on there, or even Larkin, I guess, too. Which right? is or... not a guy like Dupuis. <laughs> exactly. No. Right. But still, I, I, it's it's surprising, and I guess it's interesting and telling that he's not able to. And you're right, he's still young, and he's got plenty of time, and he's got to be frustrated as hell. No oh, man, yeah. I feel bad for him for sure. But I, was... I mean, while we're talking about the Oilers. Our nice new jersey walls up, and we actually yeah. own a Oilers jersey, which is kind of sickening. <laughs> I can't get too close. <laughs> got, got to avoid that. That's oh, why he's know. giving me a rash. That's already. why he put it as far away from yeah. me as possible. <laughs> We're <laughs> contemplating uh, just putting it behind the other ones, but <laughs> and saying we had it. <laughs> Thanks to our friends at Premier Sports for the nice jersey wall, though. It's damn good hookup. Uh, yeah, very nice of them. Looks real nice. There's a. Beautiful sale for any NFL fans that are actually watching us. There's a twenty five percent or twenty five to fifty percent off NFL merchandise. Mm-hmm. Most NFL merchandise in the store. Uh, good till the end of February, so yeah, go check it out. But I yeah. mean, it looks a lot nicer now with everybody up there. But the Oilers is a bit hard to look at. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, it's but yeah. I mean, yeah, they're still live, in the uh, NHL, I guess. Until they're yeah. uh, until we include relegation, they're still Canadian. Uh, yeah. I guess we have to talk about them. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you go from the those trades. Those ones were earlier, well, you know, weekend trades. Yeah. But I mean, you go to one that happened yesterday. 
and yeah, Charlie, Charlie Coyle, Coyle. to yep. the Bruins, which goes smart. I think, it was a good I think play. that's a really good trade. Yep. Coyle's versatile. He can play up and down the lineup if you need to. I think he fits Bruins' style. There's still a lot of good hockey in him. He's thing, uh, yeah, he's a good player. The thing that I find most intriguing about that trade, though, is that it seems to show that the Wild are sellers now. I, I was so. just gonna say, right? I was <laughs> just like looking. They're at currently it. holding a playoff spot. I think they're similar to St. Louis last year. They're in a playoff spot, and they're gonna hope that they continue to fight for one. I think that's why they're not taking just uh, picks back, like they yeah. want Donato. Is yeah, like, like Donato's probably gonna play. Yeah, so they want to try and stay, and see if they can get in, great. But I think they're realizing and, that if not, let's take a step back this year to try and potentially take two steps forward especially the fact that koivu's injured dumba's been out all year yeah i mean if those two injuries didn't happen i think it'd be a different story I but um i i don't blame fenton for making those decisions and the return is actually pretty solid donato yeah. came and he's played in the sh- like in in the bruins lineup this year and he showed flares of being a really good player and yeah. he's young he's got plenty of time yeah. still to develop he's young it's it's a really good trade for a team that's trying to retool Yep. So it's I, I like it from both sides. The Bruins need help now. Mm-hmm. I think Charlie Coyle will probably benefit from a tr- like the move. Yeah, yeah. Get him going a little bit more, and he's gonna be playing with some pretty good players. Plus, so. he's used to playing in the West, so he's probably a little heavier than. Yeah, like he probably fits the Boston style pretty well. Yeah, fuck as a Leafs fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fenton though needs to. Because I agree, that I don't think it was a very bad trade, but especially after the need rider for Ross, the way that the numbers currently look, I think for his fan base, he needs to make it look like he wins a trade. Like even if this trade works out long term, right now it's making them worse. And, I, and after the last trade, I don't know if the optics of the new GM's first couple of moves here are going over too well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially might because... be the right moves, but just don't know if they're. Yeah, being perceived. Especially because there's nothing else to come from that trade, right? Like, that's it. It's yeah, one for one. That's, right? that's what you got. Yeah, I think there's maybe a late pick or conditional sixth or something like that. I don't even know really? what the condition is on it. Yeah, it's. I think there was one more on that one. But either oh, way. In, oh, yeah. Not in the Rask, though, right? The Rask. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, not in the Rask. That was yeah, just the Rask one for one. Yeah, that was just one for one, right? So, so I that's mean. That's a tough first trade, I yeah, think, for four, a GM four, to... You're looking at numbers, straight up numbers. Well, and... yeah, like their advanced stats are. That was a brutal trade for Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. And especially the way it's turned out, like Niederreiter has been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Con- confirmed. And Niederreiter won't stay at a point per game. He's not that no, kind of a player. No, for sure not. But, but um, right now, it's definitely not looking fantastic. Yeah. It's crazy for sure. I don't know. I, I I don't even know why they made that trade to begin with. When when that trade originally happened, it was like a what? Yeah, I don't know if there was something going on with Niederreiter. They felt they needed to shake up yeah, the maybe. locker room or something. But yeah, it was a little bit. For the return they got, I was surprised. I guess I wasn't surprised that Nita Ryder got traded because he's kind of been, even last year, you know, when they were playing well, he was in the rumor mill. So I'm not surprised he went, but I'm surprised for the return and when mm-hmm. it yeah. happened. I thought they could have got a little better. So, but, I mean, we go from that also not super crazy blockbuster move to an even more bigger blocker buster mover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the LA Kings trade away Carl Hagelin, who's been yep. hot garbage yeah. since joining the Kings to the Capitals, yeah. which they're not exactly trading the world for this guy. Third round yeah. pick and then 2020 conditional sixth, which the conditions are long and lengthy, but it's a 2020 pick 
2026 if they win two or more rounds and Hagelin plays 50% or more games. Right. I think they're I think they're looking for last year's Michael Kempney, third-round pick, yeah. right? Guy that can well, fill and- a depth role and hopefully comes and contributes. I just don't know if that's a guy, but he might be motivated to I come mean, back and kick Pittsburgh's ass, you know? Carl Hagelin has played well, and he, yeah. he, he was mm-hmm. a good player. And he's yeah. fast. If he can kind of, like you said, playoffs mean more. If he can pull up his socks and play Carl Aglin hockey. And he's played well in the playoffs. A third-round pick and a sixth, a conditional sixth is not really too much to ask. No. But the guy's got like nine points. Yeah, like he's got to he's do – he's got to produce. He's had a gross year for sure, but that whole team has. Yeah. Sending down playoff hero Smith Belly to do it too. Yeah, yeah that uh, was interesting. I mean, he after, hasn't had a gross year either. After but. a little bit – what's with the GMs? I mean, Ottawa, I guess we just know that they're a mess, and of course they're going to screw – something as simple up as uh scratching a player but like <laughs> that was amazing you know talk, like talk didn't, about even, that. Oh, didn't even tell the shame but like even smith pelly like they scratched uh yaskin and played smith pelly and then changed their mind last minute and decided to keep yaskin and wave smith pelly and like the players are I mean, they're just got to do their job and deal with it, I guess. But it's like, I mean, have a little bit of class, guys. Right, I mean, yeah. the auto guy, like, let Deshae know what's going on so he doesn't have to sit there and talk to reporters and be like, right? like what are you I talking don't know. I, I woke up from, out of bed. What do you, what do you mean? Yeah, I showed like, up. Post didn't tell me I'm scratched. I think I'm playing. Like, yeah, like, oh, what a – but of course they're going to fuck that up. That's, or especially <laughs> around trade deadline. It's like you don't know shit no. when you're the player. You just fucking play. And if you're not playing, shut up. You're not playing. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe I'm not playing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's, I don't know. It's back to the Carl Hagman one. It's just, I, do you think Smith Pelly gets claimed? No, he already cleared. Is I think he clear. Yeah. Yes. I oh. was thinking about that when they waved him. I'm like, huh. I thought somebody would have I think him. they needed yeah. him to clear in order to make room for him. Cause they're right up at the, the cap right now. Yeah. That's why I was. Like they needed him go to go down. Yeah, they didn't necessarily need him to get cleared. No, or not whatever. not to get traded. Yeah. I'm sure they preferred him to clear. That's why I'm surprised the team like even like the Leafs. I don't uh... considering. I mean, how many points here? Like how he played in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. he's been terrible. He has he's literally has no goals in 33 games this year, no assists in the last 17. Like so, he hasn't yeah. been very good lately. But I mean, considering. Yeah. A guy that gets the types of goals he gets last year to then be waived the next with year. An, I mean, that's cutthroat. Especially with kind of it's like picking someone up on waivers. It can't really hurt, yeah. right? So you pick him up, you play him a couple games, he doesn't fit, you put him back on waivers. Exactly. Okay, wow. Good try but, and gone. But for a team like the Leafs, I guess it's putting somebody else on waivers. Yeah. Part of the challenge right now, though, I, like the timing of it is guys got to stay under those uh, 50 contracts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So – you might get even if the cost is right, if it's a contract and now you can't get another guy that the cost is also right and all of a sudden you're Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hooping yourself. I was actually way, looking so. at it right before we came on. There's a lot of teams that have a lot of contract room. Yeah. Like a lot. Plus there's a lot of guys though that will or a lot of teams that will wait for a player to get waived and then trade for him. And people are thinking, Well, why'd you do that? But they want to right. be able to keep that player in the AHL exactly. versus have that or they want to like you just said, get rid of a contract. Here's yeah. a really shitty player on our AHL team right. for your guy. Yeah. You need a contract dump. Yeah. But like Florida Panthers, 42 out of 50. Yeah. Some <laughs> guys got plenty of room. Montreal, 41. You know? Yeah. Right. Like Carolina, 43. Right? Two of those teams, you're like, oh, yeah. Montreal, you're like, what? Yeah. I was kind of surprised actually <laughs> to see them have as little as they have. But 
why couldn't a team like Montreal pick up Smith Pelly? Yeah. Yeah. And right. you know, for especially a team that's saying they want a little more grit, a little more toughness on that fourth line. Yeah, actually that's a good point. Right? Like to me it's worth a try, no? Yeah, that's, what what, I, that's what I figured when he went Smith on waivers. Pelly, I'm like, someone's probably gonna pick him up. He doesn't even have a stupid contract, right? No, like no, yeah. he was barely paid this year. I think yeah. he might have been league men. It is kind of surprising, actually. Yeah, considering his performance last year. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting few days. I mean, always a million. Probably talk forever as far as where the, and these different guys go. But at the same time, I also don't really know because it's been a long time since there's been this many actual superstars available yeah, at the deadline. For I mean, sure. there's oh, been it's... good players, but there's never been Stones, Panarin's, Deshane. They were talking about it on, on three of them available. They were talking yeah. about it on TSN Radio today. Last year, the third guy on the TSN trade bait board, you remember who it was? The what? The third guy on TSN's trade bait board last year at trade deadline. Do you remember uh, who it was? Let's see. I don't know. Mike Green. Oh, God. Well, yeah. this Highly year, the touted. third guy on the trade bait board is Mark Stone. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, just quite uh, a bit. Slightly different right? quality quite player. Yeah. Right. So it's just like, wow, man, this this yeah. could be a crazy trade deadline. Which, Finally. Yeah, it changes if you because it changes if you're a team that gets one of those guys, your team's changed. And now if you don't, do you have to try and get one of the other ones just to compete now? Well, that's just the thing, because right? It's those yeah. guys are in your division it's, or it's the same thing, right? Like it's for the Leafs per se, right? Boston gets Panarin. Yeah. Wow. Right, uh, shit. right. So do well, you like, I'm not, I'm not saying the I'm not saying the Leafs are going for Panarin, but it's like if you're a team where you're like you're in a division where it's like okay, San Jose is going for X guy, and the Flames are also looking at the same guy. Yeah. Well, if you get him, that means San Jose doesn't, doesn't get him. Get, yeah, so it's like right? a win-win, right? Yeah. So it's, that's or we the crazy weren't planning on going for him, and San Jose got Panarin. Well, now we have to go for Stone. We weren't planning on you know. I don't. Kind of thing, but... I don't think the reactionary moves are smart. Yeah, I yeah. don't. But when it's, they're not like they're not. But a, when like, you're sitting there saying you were saying you know like it's tough. Like why are you know the Leafs finally good when everyone else is good? But like they're finally good, and this is their year where they got room. So as much mm-hmm. as it's like you don't want to react, but if you have to, because you're sitting there saying, yeah, or even you know Winnipeg. Well, you know we're we're running out of room next year. You know, like we got to do something. But I yeah, guess they're yeah. they're going to do something regardless. They're going to be the team setting the tempo. So. They're not going to be yeah. reacting. But, I mean, I think we're going to do a special episode on Monday night after trade deadline's finished and we can break down everything. So Fantastic. Anyone who's interested, take a gander to our page and we'll be on again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it'll be a good day. Might as well finish off our night tonight and talk about the weekend. Mm-hmm. The main story is trade deadline, but there is still some hockey games this yeah. weekend. Should be a decent weekend, actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh, there's still a lot to play for. I think I mean, that's what we were talking about last weekend was every weekend's going to be good. Yeah, it's, well, and it, especially in the West, <clears throat> not even, I guess, who's playing who, but just there's still two or three games for a lot of these teams that if they win them and are now in a playoff spot or if they lose them and they're now eight points back, that d- could determine a lot. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, you know, more guys are available or less guys are available or – well, I'm right. Like you say that. Look at the St. Louis Dallas game that's going on right now. That's a four point game. Right. That is a huge game for Dallas. Yes, right? it is. There's going to be a lot of games in that they lose Western that Conference. Game, all of a sudden, they're looking more like sellers. Yeah. There's going to be game. a lot of games in that Western Conference that are four point games, and it's going to be 
you gotta win. Yep. You remember at one point when Tarasenko and Petrangelo and Shen were on the trade block? Yeah. <laughs> as of uh, as of what I've heard, they're still technically on. I assume they're not going anywhere. <laughs> right? They just that'd forgot. Be, oh yeah. my gosh, that'd be a. They haven't thought about trades in a while. They're just winning games. <laughs> but I mean, like this, would you have assumed this Friday night, Chicago, Colorado? Two weeks ago, would you have been like, uh, that's not a good game? Yeah, you but all of a sudden, like, oh, this means nothing. Patrick Kane happened, and yeah, it means everything. That's a really big game. And Colorado's yeah. just keeping their head above water. As a team where the top line is, boy, even you know if they don't have that one line yeah. going, yikes. Yeah. Western Conference Final rematch on Friday night as well. Oh, yeah. Winnipeg and Vegas. Damn. That's a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vegas is an interesting one right now, too, and I'm curious to see what they do at the deadline this year because they're comfortably in a spot, but they're also not pushing for a top, Yeah. which isn't the worst thing because they also get to kind of just – they know they're not going for the top, so it's like, that's fine. Let's not burn ourselves out, and we're also not worried about getting booted out, so we don't got to – Let's get ourselves ready. Let's be – I think they're actually yeah. in a really – Take Good the pressure spot. off a little bit. Yeah, you know? they're not going to have home ice, but they're going to be, I think, feeling just shouldn't fine. shouldn't be worried about home ice at this point. Anyway, no, Flames them. literally just fine tuning your game and Flames get to play Anaheim on Friday at home. So I know, you know, it's, there's it's not in ch- Anaheim. There's a chance they can win. <laughs> thank, thank God. <laughs> Do you think now that Anaheim's finally terrible that uh, the fortunes can finally? No, I don't either. No, yeah, no. no. It's, we got our one win. That's it. We're yeah. going another twenty. We're going to be or... the one team that Anaheim still finds a way to just <laughs> absolutely thump on, yeah. despite yeah. them being garbage. All of a sudden, John Gibson stands on his head, makes forty right. saves. Yeah. That that'll be a fun one for the Flames too. Like that that'd be a nice game to go to. to yeah. Be honest. Yeah, you you think that should be, should be a uh, the way they if they play like they did against the Islanders, they will smash Anaheim. Yeah, if we play that way, we're gonna be just fine we're against most teams. Beat a lot of teams, exactly. Yeah, and then we just gotta hope someone else takes out uh, Tampa, Pittsburgh, and Washington East. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll take Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll Saturday, take the Islanders we played last night again too. Yeah. Saturday we have a beauty with the Bruins playing the Blues. Right? Yeah. Two, two, I believe teams. St. Louis will be going for a new streak. Yeah, yeah it down, could happen. They're on 4-2 at the moment, so oh, four, four yeah. minutes to go. Right. So, I, But I, still, regardless, yeah. it's a big game. Maybe St. Louis can stop Boston streak, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a, please, please, please. <laughs> Division, Colorado, Nashville there. Yeah, that'll be a nice game on Saturday. Wow. Nashville's trying to get their game back on track a bit. Same with Avalanche. Colorado's got a lot. For different reasons, but a big weekend here. And another beauty, Toronto-Montreal game again. Hopefully that, oh, yeah. hopefully that is the same like that the we saw the last time. Because oh, yeah. that was a good hockey game, too. Yeah, definitely. And then the stadium series game. That yep, I right. completely forgot about until yeah. this week is Pittsburgh and Philly. Philly. That'd be That's, a good one. I'm gonna be watching that. That'd be for a really sure. fun one, actually. And Philly's been playing Malkin, better too. Well, they've kind of dropped again a couple here, but this time Malkin's gonna hit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our uh, him and Gouda's just gonna be out there swinging sticks I think, at each other. I uh, think Gouda's is suspended. Suspended now. Yeah. Oh, what an idiot! Right before uh, the stadium. Ah, yeah, uh, that's game two. Damn it, Gudis. Right? Gotta, why couldn't Fuck you have her. done that a game earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Why couldn't they just swung sticks at each other? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty funny, actually. <laughs> That'd have been great. Yoss them both out. <laughs> <laughs> 
on God. Medieval times. Exactly, right? right? <laughs> Let's get some jousting out there. What are we going on Skate Sunday? full speed ahead. <laughs> Sunday, Dallas, Chicago, big one. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that'll be a real right. big one. Okay, yeah. Lots of important games. I'll be watching weekend. that one. St. Louis, Minnesota, big one. This is. I think we said this earlier in the year about a St. Louis, Minnesota game going, this should be a good game. Yeah. Now it's finally... Except for it's the team that was shitty earlier in the year where you're like, yeah, it would be a good game if St. Louis did anything. Yeah. Well, now St. Louis is doing stuff in Minnesota. It's like, eh, not yeah. really. And then yeah. uh, I guess uh, Tree Living might have a chance to talk to old uh, Dorian when they come yeah, down nice, here, eh? Nice little final peek at... No, because Duchesne is still I was going to say, gonna say hey, one final luck, but I don't think they'll be playing. <laughs> be Unless playing the coach on. doesn't tell them and maybe they're playing yeah. until or, they know they're not or playing. Or maybe Stone's but... playing for the Flames. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe on Saturday. <laughs> Do you imagine? I honestly think that Stone and Duchesne are gone on the weekend. Well, if you, well, I feel like yeah, if you're going to Yeah, I don't think waiting last them. minute for those guys does anything. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to scratch them right now, then they're going to be gone. Yeah. And then, yeah, Winnipeg and Arizona, Flames and Ottawa. Well, Ooh. yeah, we just said that, right? So it's like, woo, good end. <laughs> yeah. Now, these games on Monday might be interesting, right? It's got to be <laughs> like after all the changes. and Yeah, because trade deadline, I think, is two or three Eastern. It's hard, yeah, so guys, it's hard to guys' psyches. And yeah, I mean, these guys are they're not gonna they're not going to make it. If no. they're traded on Monday, they're not making it no. for these games. So it's. It's going to be very interesting to see what teams look like, especially, like, the jerseys. Yeah. yeah. How many guys get pulled off, you know, while they're on the ice? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like out for morning skate with their old team, and then yeah, right. <laughs> go across the rink. Yeah. And there has been that where they have gone across, literally across the rink yeah. and played, and those that, that are so crazy. Weird. Yeah. It's just awkward. So oh, right? Yeah, so I was going to come in here and punch you tonight, but uh, instead I guess I'll be passing you the puck. <laughs> Let me tell you what we were thinking about doing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this was on the menu. This is what they're going to do. Yeah. Literally just finish this goal. Please the beat play, them. Play Assholes, trade me today, fucking bitch. But I think that's it for our episode today. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, boys. Yeah, thanks for coming Hell out, yeah. Tyrell. Good timing. Yes. Yep. Yep. I mean, it maybe, we'll, we'll have you next time. There's a good suspension or two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like uh, I like suspensions. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> follows you around. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and see you Monday. Cheers. <laughs>